Welcome back to the channel, Magic the Gathering fans. On this episode of Card Anthology, we have a special video for this holiday season. We'll be taking a look at the expansion set that is a superb favorite among players of this franchise in terms of excitement and power level. This expansion set came after the core set, Magic 2012, and the set from the Vault Legends. Our buddy Nizahone over at his channel, Nizahone Magic, will have a top 10 video that will complement this video as well. Go over to his channel to watch the video this Friday, along with subscribing as well. So, without further delay, let us take a dive and truly explore the set known as Innistrad. Innistrad was released on September 30th of the year 2011 and was the 56th expansion set of the Magic the Gathering franchise. It was created, designed, and developed by Mark Rosewater, Richard Garfield, Jenna Helen, Graham Hopkins, Tom Lapeel, Eric Lauer, Matt Gottlieb, David Humphreys, Adam Lee, Kenneth Nagel, along with art director Jeremy Jarvis. The symbol of the set was that of two outward-facing stylized herons. Innistrad had 264 cards, which included 107 commons, 67 uncommons, 59 rares, 16 mythic rares, and 15 basic lands. Innistrad was sold in 16 card booster packs with multiple artwork which included Liliana of the Veil, Garrick Relentless, Terror of Crew and Pass, Olivia Boulderin, and Blood Gift Demon. Innistrad was also sold in 6 card booster packs, with the artwork of Grim Grim Corpsborn was sold in fat packs, had 2 event decks, which were called Hold the Line and Death Fed, and had 5 theme decks, which were the White and Blue Spectral Legions deck, the Blue and Red Eldritch Onslaught deck, the Black and Green Deathly Dominion deck, the Black and Red Carnival of Blood deck, and the Green and White Repel the Dark. Each of the theme decks included one foil rare. The foil rares of the theme decks were Angel of Flight Alabaster, Strumgeist, Skurzdag High Priest, Falconrath Marauders, and Elder of Laurels. There were a few promotional cards that were included in this expansion. The double-faced card Mayor of Averbrook was the card given to the pre-release tournament participants. Ludwig's Test Subject was the launch party promotional card. Devil's Play was the buy a box promotional card, with a full art version of Diagraph Ghoul being the Magic Game Day card for its participants. A foil full art Elite Inquisitor was also given to the top 8 players of Magic Game Day. This expansion was designed as a top-down set, a set that was designed and developed with flavor in mind first before game concepts. The gothic horror theme of Innistrad had graveyard and tribal mechanics with the tribes being vampires, zombies, spirits, werewolves, and humans. Innistrad also had many references to stories and other fables that were part of darker genres. For instance, many cards mirror or are similar to things from stories such as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, The Exorcist, and even references to works of H.P. Lovecraft. Other dark references that are made via the cards from this expansion were things like alchemy, claustrophobia, cannibalism, doppelgangers, reanimation, and angry villager mobs. Mark Rosewater considers Innistrad to be a fixed version of Homelands when it comes to taking on the gothic themes. There were four mechanics that were heavily present in this expansion. Double face cards, a first for the MTG franchise, had a card frame printed on each side and included the transformation mechanic. Once a creature is transformed, it may not be able to transform back to its original form. Bloodline Keeper, which transforms into Lord of Lineage, is an example of the transform mechanic. The flashback mechanic would make a return in the set. Flashback was first introduced in the Odyssey block and allows you to play cards with the mechanic to be played from the graveyard. Cards such as Rile of the Peasant and Geist Flame were examples of the flashback mechanic. The Mechanic Morbid was an ability that made a spell have a different effect or an additional effect if a creature had died earlier in the same turn. Reaper of the Abyss and Brimstone Volley were examples of the Morbid mechanic. The last mechanic was the enchantment type Curse. 
Curse enchants a player to provide a detrimental or negative effect on the enchanted player. Curse of Oblivion and Curse of the Bloody Tome were examples of this. Innistrad takes place on the dark plane of the same name and is a place where most creatures are hiding a darker aspect. On this plane, vampires stalk their prey to quench their bloodthirst and simple villagers can turn into werewolves under a full moon. Innistrad is also the plane of the famous planeswalker Soren Markov, the location of the Church of Avacyn, and would be one of the future battlegrounds of the Gatewatch storyline as the main planeswalker heroes Gideon, Nisa, Chandra, Liliana, and Jace take on the immense Eldrazi threat and the Eldrazi Titan known as Emrakul. There were five true cycles and two vertical cycles that were part of the Innistrad expansion set. The first cycle was the Allied Flashback cards, which were common level spells that have a flashback cost that include the next color of the color wheel. The Allied Flashback cards were the white colored Feeling of Dread, the blue colored Forbidden Alchemy, the black colored Bump in the Night, the red colored Ancient Grudge, and the green colored Tribal Preparations. The next cycle were the Tap Lands, which were land cards that can produce either color of an enemy colored pair and comes to the play tap unless the player controls a land with a basic land type of either color. This cycle would also complete the other Tap Lands that were first introduced in Magic 2010 and other core sets that followed. The Tap Lands were the Red and White Clifftop Retreat, the Black and White Isolated Chapel, the Black and Green Woodland Cemetery, the Green and Blue Hinterland Harbor, and the Red and Blue Sulphur Falls. The enemy flashback cards were uncommon spells with flashback containing the color two slots earlier on the color wheel. The enemy flashback cards were the white colored Riley the Peasants, the blue colored Memories Journey, the black colored Unburial Rites, the red colored Desperate Ravings, and the green colored Spider Spawning. The allied utility lands were rare lands that could tap for one colorless mana or require an activation involving both colors of an allied pair to have an effect. The utility lands were Gavany Township, Warland Haunt, Nefalia Drownyard, Stencia Bloodhall, and Keswick Wolfrun. The last true cycle were the rare flashback cards, which were rare spells with an expensive flashback cost. The rare flashback cards were the white colored Divine Reckoning, the blue colored Cackling Counterpart, the black colored Sever the Bloodline, the red colored Devil's Play, and the green colored Creeping Renaissance. One of the vertical cycles was called Stitcher Scabs, which were low cost blue creatures that required creatures to be exiled from the graveyard to be cast. The Stitcher Scabs were Stitch Drake, Makeshift Mauler, Scab Goliath, and Scab Ruinator. The other vertical cycle was called Bloodsuckers, which were red vampires that become more powerful when they deal damage to an opponent. The Bloodsuckers were Bloodcrazed Neonate, Rakish Air, Falkenrath Marauder, and Stromkirk Noble. The other cards Stromkirk Patrol and Curse of Stock Prey also have similar abilities to the Bloodsuckers. Innistrad had 9 true reprints, 6 functional reprints, 2 color shifted cards, and 12 strictly better cards. The reprints included Ancient Grudge, which was first printed in Time Spiral, Curiosity, which was last seen in the course at 8th edition, Ghost Core, which was first seen in the set Dissension, Naturalize, which was last seen in Magic 2012, and Blazing Torch, which was first printed as an uncommon card in the Zendikar set, but was printed as a common in this expansion. You had the other true reprints of Dissipate, which was first printed in the Mirage set, Shimmering Grotto, first seen in the Lorwyn set, Mulch, which was first printed in the Stronghold set, and the card Think Twice, which was also printed in Time Spiral, just like Ancient Grudge. The six functional reprints were cards such as Voice of Spirit, which acted like the Urza Saga card Pegasus Charger, Moon Heron, which functioned the same as the Portal Second Age card Talus Airship, Traveler's Amulet, which played the same as the Lorwyn card Wanderer's Twig, Riot Devils, which acted like the Portal card Minotaur Warrior, Running Fensake, which functioned the same as the Fifth Dawn card Dross Crocodile, and Thraben Purebloods, which played the same as the Magic 2010 card Siege Mastodon. The two color shifted cards of the set were Purify the Grave, which was the white colored version of the card Coffin Perch from the Odyssey set, and also the card Stony Silence, which was also the white colored version of the card Null Rod from the Weatherlight expansion set. The 12 strictly better cards of Innistrad were cards such as Alter's Reap, which is an upgrade of the Scourge card Skulltap, the card Walking Corpse, which was better than the Nemesis card Spineless Thug, 
Bramble Crush, which is more effective than the Visions card Creeping Mold, Rebuke, which is an upgrade from the Portal 3 Kingdoms card Eightfold Maze, Caravan Vigil, which is an upgrade of the Apocalypse card Lay of the Land, along with the card Night Revelers, which was more effective than the Magic 2010 card Berserkers of Blood Ridge. The other strictly better cards were cards such as Deadweight, which was an upgrade from the Mirage card Enfeeblement, the card Lantern Spirit, which was better than the Urza's Legacy card Fleeting Image, the card Devil's Play, which was more effective than the Portal card Blaze, Ghostcaller's Chant, which was an upgrade from the limited edition Alpha card Raise Dead, Feeling of Dread, which was better than the Judgment card Lead Astray, and the card Gatstrap Shepherd, which was more effective than the Portal Second Age card Bear Cub. There were many cards from the Indistrad set that affected different formats over the years. The first card was Balefire Dragon, a red 6-6 dragon with flying and the ability to deal damage to each creature and player equal to the amount of combat damage it dealt to a player. This card sees a lot of play in EDH mostly as it is used in many dragon tribal decks. Parallel Lives was a green enchantment card that if one or more tokens would be put onto the battlefield under your control, put twice as many of those tokens onto the battlefield. Parallel Lives would also be used in a lot of EDH decks as well, mostly in token-based strategies to overrun opponents with numerous token creatures. Mentor of the Meek was a white 2-2 human soldier, and whenever a creature with power 2 or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay 1 mana, and if you do, draw a card. This was mainly a sideboard card in Illusion and Human decks, and was very rarely put into the main board as a form of card draw. Laboratory Maniac was a blue 2-2 human wizard that if you draw a card while your library has no cards in it, you win the game instead. This card was used in many modern Ad Nauseum decks and a couple of modern Sunnyside Up decks as a win condition, but was never used in standard or extended formats at the time. Nevermore was a white enchantment that when it enters the battlefield, you name a non-land card and that card cannot be cast. In standard, this is mostly used in Bant Hexproof and Green-White Humans, while in block, it was used in Naya. Nevermore was primarily a mainboard card for these decks. Mayor of Averbrook was a green 1-1 double-sided card that gives humans plus one plus one. If no spells were cast last turn, it transforms and becomes Howlpack Alpha. Howlpack Alpha gives wolf and werewolf creatures plus one plus one. You get a 2-2 green wolf token on the beginning of your end step, and if two more spells were cast last turn, it transforms back. This was used in green-white aggro human and naya decks in both standard and block formats as a decent-sized hitter and creature buffer, and was also included in a Grand Prix win in the standard format. Stromkirk Noble is a red 1-1 vampire costing only 1 mana. It can't be blocked by humans and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, it gets a 1-1 counter placed on it. It was used in Gruul and Rakdos aggro decks as a fast hitter, but was mostly used in the deck style red deck wins. It was included in 3 winning Star City games opened and was also a semi-finalist deck in 2011 Worlds. Micaeus the Lunark was a white 0-0 human cleric and enters the battlefield with X 1-1 counters on it. It can also be tapped to put a 1-1 counter on Micaeus, or can be tapped to remove a counter from this creature and put a 1-1 counter on each other creature you control. This is used mostly in green-white aggro and tempered steel decks to put multiple counters on multiple small creatures. This card was also in one Star City Games win, one Grand Prix win, and was in five of the top eight decks in the 2011 Worlds competition. Blasphemous Act was a red sorcery card for 9 mana, and this spell costs 1 mana less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. This card deals 13 damage to each creature, and was used in Keswick Titan and Aristocrat decks with performances that include a Pro Tour Gatecrash win from Tom Martell and his Aristocrats deck. Other performances include multiple top 8 decks in both Grand Prix and Star City games. Past in Flames was a red sorcery card that states that each instant or sorcery card in your graveyard gains flashback until end of turn, with the flashback cost being the card's mana cost. This is used in many Storm decks in Modern and Legacy decks with performances that include two Legacy Grand Prix wins and a top 8 deck inclusion in Pro Tour Board of the Gods for the Modern format. 
Bloodline Keeper was a black 3-3 vampire with, flying, with a tap ability to create a 2-2 flying vampire and the ability to pay one black minute to transform this creature if you control five or more vampires. When transformed, it becomes Lord of Lineage, which is a 5-5 creature that gives other vampire creatures you control get plus two plus two, along with the ability to make a 2-2 vampire as well. This was mostly a cyborg card in blue-black control decks, but was a main card in Tezzeret control and zombie decks, and was an inclusion in multiple top eight Grand Prix and Star City Games decks. Champion of the Paris was a white 1-1 human soldier that cost a single white mana, and whenever another human enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 counter on Champion of the Parish. It was mainly used in Thalia and St. White Weenie decks when it was in standard at the time as it was a low-cost creature that could become immensely powerful. Top deck performances that Champion of the Paris was included in were multiple top 8 decks in Star City competitions, two Grand Prix victories, and was part of one Pro Tour winning deck. Tree of Redemption was a green 0-13 plant creature with the defender keyword and has the tap ability of exchanging your life total with this creature's toughness. It was included in many top block decks at the time, and performances it was included in was a Grand Prix win, along with being part of the winning Keswick Titan deck at the 2011 Worlds competition. Garrick Relentless was a green planeswalker with three loyalty counters with five total abilities and can be transformed. In his original state, this card can deal three damage to a target creature in which that card deals its damage to Garrick. It can also put a 2-2 green wolf creature onto the battlefield and transform when Garrick has two or fewer loyalty counters on him. When transformed, he becomes Garrick the Veiled Curse and can put a 1-1 black wolf creature with death touch onto the battlefield. He can also sacrifice a creature to put a creature card from your library to your hand and creatures you control gain trample and plus x plus x where x is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Garrick was used in Reanimator, Green White Aggro, Keswick Titan and numerous other decks of this time period. Garrick was part of two winning Star City game decks, two Grand Prix decks along with being part of many top 8 decks in various competitions. Gavany Township was a non-basic land card that could be tapped to add 1 mana and be tapped with 4 total mana to put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. It performed better in the modern format by being part of the various birthing pod decks, but also saw lots of action in the standard format by being part of Naya and green-white aggro decks. It was included in a total of 9 Grand Prix wins and 1 Star City Games win between the standard and modern formats and is used a decent amount in the EDH Atraxa decks. Keswick Wolfrun was another non-basic land card that could be tapped for 1 mana or pay a certain amount of mana and tap in order for a target creature to gain X power and trample until end of turn. Keswick Wolfrun was part of many top Keswick Titan and Jun decks. In Keswick Titan decks, it was used with the cards Inferno Titan and Primeval Titan to cause significant damage along with gaining other powerful effects. Keswick Wolfrun was also included in various top 8 decks along with being part of the Keswick Titan deck that won the 2011 Worlds competition. Stony Silence was a white enchantment card that simply states activated abilities of artifacts cannot be activated. This card was a sideboard inclusion in many modern Eldrazi, Junk, and Callblade decks at the time. It is also used in a great amount of EDH decks to combat the numerous artifacts that affect the format. It was included in 10 Grand Prix victories, 1 Pro Tour victory, and 2 World Championship wins for the modern format. Intangible Virtue was a white enchantment card that gave creature tokens plus 1 plus 1 and Vigilance. It was not heavily involved in many standard decks at the time, but it had decent performances when it was included. This card was also banned in Block Constructed along with Lingering Souls from Dark Ascension when it was released. It is however a must have in many token decks for the EDH format as there are numerous cards that can work well with it. Diagraph Ghoul was a black 2-2 zombie that costs 1 black mana and it comes onto the battlefield tap. This card was heavily used in blue-black zombies and black-red zombie decks since it played well with the tribal theme at the time. Top performances for this card's inclusion were 1 Star City Games win, 3 Grand Prix deck wins, and was part of the winning World Cup Black Red Zombie decks played by Yu Min Yang in 2012. 
Olivia Voldaren was a black and red 3-3 vampire with flying and two abilities. Her first ability can deal one damage to target creature, and that creature becomes a vampire, along with Olivia Voldaren gaining a plus one plus one counter. The second ability allows this creature to take control of a target vampire. In both the modern and standard formats, this card appeared in many Jun decks in both control and midrange. This deck has been included in many top 8 decks and was part of Reed Duke's Jun midrange deck which won the 2013 Grand Prix in Miami. Geist of St. Trap was a blue and white 2-2 spirit cleric that has hexproof and can make a temporary attacking 4-4 angel token when this creature attacks. Geist of St. Trap was included in many top standard decks at the time and was part of Illusions and Blue-White Delver decks. It was also in a fair amount of modern decks, with this inclusion being part of 8 winning Grand Prix decks, 8 winning Star City game decks, and was included in the modern Blue-White Angel deck that was run by Zhu Chen Ko at the 2012 World Cup. Delver of Secrets is a blue 1-1 human wizard that costs 1 mana and can be transformed if you reveal a sorcery or instant cart at the beginning of your upkeep. When transformed, it became Insectile Aberration, which became a blue 3-2 human insect with flying. This card was heavily played in the standard format as it was part of many deck styles at the time and has seen lots of play in other formats such as Modern, Legacy, and Vintage. Its most recent winning deck inclusion was back in August of 2016 as it was part of the Grixis Delver deck run by Albertus Law in the Modern format. Lilian of the Veil was a black planeswalker with 3 loyalty counters and 3 abilities which include each player discarding a card and target player sacrifice a creature. Her ultimate ability is to separate all permanents target player controls into 2 piles and that player sacrifices all permanents in the pile of his or her choice. In the standard format, Liliana was used in many Jun and Blue Black decks but has seen much more appearances in the modern format. It has seen recent play in the 2017 Death Shadows decks and is considered to be one of the most powerful planeswalkers ever to be printed. The last notable card of the Innistrad set was Snapcaster Mage, which is a blue 2-1 human wizard with the flash keyword. When it enters the battlefield, you can target an instant or sorcery spell in your graveyard and it gains flashback until the end of turn. Snapcaster Mage can be seen in a vast amount of decks in a variety of formats. In standard, it was part of numerous Delver and midrange decks, while in modern, it was used in twin and control decks. In Legacy and Vintage, it was part of both Miracles and Monastery decks respectively and has been included in multiple winning decks. It is considered one of the most impactful creature cards to have ever been made as it can be used to give flashback to some of the most powerful cards ever printed in the history of Magic. A sealed booster box of Innistrad is worth around $350. So that is all we have for this special episode of Card Anthology for the Magic the Gathering series. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode and if you did, be sure to hit that like button, leave plenty of comments, and share this video with other Magic players. Follow us on Twitter by going to the Card Bazaar at the Card Bazaar CC. Check out our sponsor 5-Color Combo and check out their website. While you're there, be sure to check out their store and use the code THECARDBAZAAR to get a 5% discount on your total purchases. If you're brand new to this channel, make sure to check out the rest of the Card Anthology series and subscribe to the channel as well. And don't forget to check out the channel Nizahone Magic as Niza goes over the top 10 best performing cards of the Innistrad expansion. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to his channel and check out the rest of his top 10 videos. That is all I have for this episode, everyone. Coach over here, signing out, and I will see you all next time.